Welcome back to season four, episode one of the Black Women Working Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us again. I'm literally so happy to be recording with everyone again. I've missed you guys so much. So how is everyone? Prevailing. <laughs> prevailing? Oh my God, you better come with more energy than that. That's my energy. We are, I'm prevailing. That's a positive sense. Natalie, Shan. Shan can go first. <laughs> I really, really, really want to sound positive, but boy, but boy, the day has taken its toll on me. I'm good, but the day has taken its toll on me. Natalie, oh my god, I'm scared for this one now. <laughs> no, excuse me, I'm actually great. Thank you very much. I Thank have god no complaints. Is good. <laughs> Thank Thank you. God. Thank God somebody is good. Um, we have the lovely Stephanie joining us today. So how are you, Stephanie? Hello, I do well, thank you. Thanks for having me on board. Oh, great. Um, so just a little reminder about our social media. Our Instagram and our Twitter is at BWWPodcastUK and we use the hashtag, hashtag BWWUK on the social media as well. BWWPodcast. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Hashtag BWWPodcastUK. Please get it right, everyone, (laughs) as I always seem to get it wrong. So please get it right. Um, So I just wanted to give this opportunity for Stephanie to just give a brief information about herself and just talk about what she does and then we'll go into the episode. No, I've, maybe you should introduce the topic. Do you want to introduce the topic? Should I introduce the yeah. topic? Yes, okay, you should. Well, the topic today, guys, is labour market information. Um, that may sound boring on the outset, but it's very it important. It, listen, can you give me a chance? It may sound boring on the outset, but it's very important, especially in this time that we're in. And I think it's really important for people to have a bit of knowledge about it, as some people don't even know what it is. So we're going to go into that, but I'll just give Stephanie a chance to kind of introduce herself and talk about what she does. Yes, yeah, so uh, my name is Stephanie Ozwa. I'm a careers advisor by um, vocation and I'm the founder of Cover My CV, which is basically um, an independent career development agency for job seekers at all levels. So I help students, graduates, experienced professionals, um, mid-level professionals, you know, all the way up to director level to kind of break into their desired industries and progress their careers. Um, I've been doing careers guidance since 2014 and I um, recently took a master's in career development and management so I have a level seven um, in the sector so I can work with like clients across you know different settings and yeah it's, it's been great and you know I'm really excited to be on here and kind of talk about labor market information and how people can kind of level up their careers in times of COVID. Oh, that's so good. Like, I'm literally looking up to you because I'm literally doing my level six now and I'm thinking, oh my God, what is it like at level seven? So I'm literally looking up to you. Um, but I just wanted to kind of put in the scenario of the episode because we've changed things up. Mm-hmm. Haven't we, Shan? Changed it up a bit. No more quotes, ladies. We're running out. Um, <laughs> So, <laughs> so, so I just wanted to um, put the scenario out there and then give a chance for everybody to put some input in. Um, so the scenario today is I am struggling to find a new job due to being made redundant during the pandemic. And I think I need I may need to change my career path. I'm unsure of the labour market currently. So which industries are still hiring and may lead me to a new exciting step. So 
Does anybody want to come in? I don't know, Stephanie, do you want to go first and then everybody can like chip in after? So the way I kind of work with my clients is it's more not what's out there, but what do you want to do? Because mm. when you follow from a, from, a, from a viewpoint of what are my skills, um, what am I interested in, what appeals to me, then you're in a better position to to look for labor market information that's more relevant to you because otherwise you're going to be seriously overwhelmed, okay? So obviously anyone can do a typical Google search and Google all in-demand skills, you know, industries to look for industries that have gap skills, skills shortage, but that doesn't necessarily mean that those sectors are for you. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't necessarily mean that those are where you should look for opportunities. So I would say, first of all, to kind of like do a skills assessment on yourself, understand what you want to do, why you want to do it, and then start looking for labor in, labor market information from that way, as opposed to working working from the opposite way, because I found that that's a much better approach. So for example, um, if you're somebody that, you know, you're interested in tech, right? Tech, tech, is, tech is such a big thing. There's there's uh software engineering there's the more data analytics there's marketing tech there's there's so many areas on the tech there's cyber security but if you do an analysis on yourself in terms of what transferable skills do i have what am i most interested in then you're more likely to build out a career plan that's more suited to that and the labor inf- labor market information will just make a little bit more sense that way so that's the that's how i would answer that question yeah, definitely. Do you know, I, I think that makes, it obviously makes perfect sense. And we've spoken a lot, we, even last season, we spoke about like the pivot where um, we decide to career change. But I think like the reason why we chose this market is this, sorry, this topic is because mm-hmm. contextually in terms of the pandemic, I'm anticipating, and it could be, it could be wrong. So you could fill me in. I'm anticipating that there might be certain um, jobs and markets that, become serviceless to requirement i can't even think of any really but i guess okay on a on a sort of um more practical level for example if you have more and more businesses now permitting people to work from home and potentially even shutting their offices for people who rely on working offices i'm going to use the example of cleaners right now mm-hmm. um I, I mean, for them, their job, I know, and I know that requires a different level of skill from someone who's interested in tech, but my point is there will be some jobs that are going and some people might not really know where to look. And I get it, look for your skill base, but if you've been, if you've either been in a skill, a job that requires lower skill or a job where you've been in it for so long, you can't imagine doing something else, I still think it's like relevant to know, well, you know, where are people needed? Where should I be looking? So I guess if we're talking more generally, right, then definitely a big need right now is in housing. I think housing is a really good spot for people who, for example, have like maybe only admin experience, um, customer service experience, not really, for example, like a more specialist role. There's so many um, positions right now within housing. There's mm-hmm. also so many positions right now within um, healthcare at the moment, um, mm-hmm. both in offices and on the ground. And there's a big, big um, need for like care workers, support workers and things like that. Then if you're, if we're talking more of, um, you know, in terms of gaps in the 
um, industry and in-demand roles, definitely we're looking at cybersecurity, software engineering, um, data analytics, data consultancy, business analytics, and of course, project managers are definitely needed. Um, my earlier point was to say that so, for example, all of these different job titles and, and sectors that I've just mentioned, not mm. everyone is going to listen in and, you know, be want want those type of roles just because, just whether whether they're in demand or not. But how mm. you will find opportunities and how you will find relevant um, um, relevant information, I feel like it's so important before you even attempt that is to really do an analysis on yourself in terms of what you want what you're good at, where you where you want to be. Because um, when you work from that way, then you can say to yourself, okay, what are the gaps that I need to fill? Because when we're, when we're changing careers, right, when we're pivoting, it doesn't have to be all at once, okay? It can just be a little bit to the left or a little bit to the right, but I feel like it's important first to kind of understand um, where, where you've been and that will allow you to uh, make um, steps into where you want to go to. But of course, if we're speaking more generally, healthcare, um, housing, um, tech, project management, project support, support work roles, those are kind of the very much in demand uh, roles at the moment. And um, where if your example, if, if for example, you're someone who is a cleaner, who was kind of doing like um, temp jobs, um, those kind of positions, I feel like you'll find it easier to, to move into because there's, there's, a, there's a need for them at the moment. I have another question. Does anyone have a question before I, before I jump in? Natalie, tell us. I have another question. So what about, um, I think if there's anything that I've learned from 2020 is that, mm -hmm. you know, people are not waiting. Um, mm -hmm. People gain more than, you know, there isn't so much of a, oh, I'll do that next week or I'll wait to the start of the month mm -hmm. or the new year. Like seize the day has definitely been evident on social media for example and I'm wondering like is there any are there any ways to sort of look at the industry and anticipate what might be next so I think like if we think back to two years ago um influencer industry might not have been as strong and as present as it was um, and even the way organizations have diversified in terms of their marketing using influencers and stuff and I feel like to some end, I don't know if you like get what I'm saying. To some end, there's a little there, there's a little bit now of sort of anticipating what could be next, so you yeah. stay ahead of the game. You know, even in terms, I'm like, not the same as labour market, but you know, in terms of the challenges that we see online or this editing or that, like people are getting really creative. And is there are there any hacks or tricks that we should be knowing or looking out for in terms of staying ahead or in tune yes. with? um how, looking at how the labor market might change yes so obviously um really really good point you've made there because that all ties into what i like to call and what is generally called future proofing your career right because mm -hmm. um for the for, for 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 those people who are still working you don't want tech to just swallow your job one day or you don't want to be wake up one day and you know you find your your prospects dwindled so with that um it's so important for you to keep up to date with the current trends and developments in your in your current sector and every, and obviously this will vary by sector so what i'm going to use as an example is i'm going to use education as an example and i feel like one of you are careers advisors so i'm going to use that as an example so i 
I'm just about wrapping up my master's in career development and management. But even before I started the course, I did know that there were, I did notice that there was a dwindling in careers advisor jobs, right? Now, the, in terms of like career, I'm only using this as one, but in terms of careers guidance, where you're going to make the most money, um, generally, apart from working from yourself, of course, would be um, working in higher education, okay? So if we take higher education, right, I noticed and people notice themselves that there's been a drop off in the more service roles. There's been a drop off in like careers, careers role, but there's been an increase in roles in terms of e-learning. Okay. Learning mm -hmm. development, um, learning consultants. Um, so when you see things like that, that can let you know where, where, where it's going, because obviously the pandemic has meant that universities have had to adapt to online learning and had to make that transition quite quickly actually okay some of them weren't even adept to do it properly so it, what what you can then do and say is like okay so if universities are making their switch over to e-learning and if universities are making their switch over to you know learning virtually that means that there's a whole host of jobs that's going to come out from under that for example um, an e-learning development consultant um, UX designers that specifically focus in um, designing um, courses, for example. Um, there's also going to be researchers, so um, people who are going to research kind of like the modules and things like that. There's also going to be curriculum designers, digital curriculum designers, things like that are going to come up. So it's it's so important to take it by a sector-by-sector -sector basis. Look at what the trends and developments are. Are happening in the industry look at where this sector is going and that will then allow you put, to predict what jobs to look at using myself as an example so i remember um, before coronavirus hit i was wrapping up my course and i was applying for career advisor jobs okay and i specifically wanted to work within higher education but i i, I didn't mind working in fe as well kind of to work my way up um the pandemic hit before you know it i, I think i had like a six interview interviews i had lined up across like schools universities all of them were withdrawn every single one mm. of them right so and i looked at that and then what i what 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 i what i took in that moment was this role is not important and this role is not a priority for universities at the moment okay mm -hmm. so it's like just because i studied a master's in this that's not their business the <laughs> pandemic has happened the pandemic has hit so now what i'm going now what i'm doing is i'm wrapping up that masters i deferred it because i've ADHD, so i was really struggling but i deferred that masters and i'm going to before 30 i'm going to do a masters in instructional design why is that because i've looked at i've looked at my sector higher education right I've, I've i've removed myself from the equation i want to be a career advisor. i want to be a career advisor. i have to Good job. I've looked at the market. What the market is telling me is that all the jobs um, that are being focused on in higher education now is to do with like e-learning, okay? Whatever capacity, okay? So I've looked at that and mm -hmm. I've said to myself, okay, so how can I make sure in the next few years, if I want a job in um, higher education, what makes sense for me to upskill in, okay? So then again, it's not about me wanting to be a careers advisor. It's about what job can I get that's going to get me a lot of money in higher education and, and that's going to future-proof my, my career. And I made the decision after doing my independent research that it was instructional design. Instructional design combined pedagogy, it, it, it combined e-learning and stuff. So basically, if I do a master's in instructional design, I'll basically know how to like create courses, design courses, 
build um, e-learning platforms and facilitate virtual learning um, um, virtual learning and the processes within that. So if I do a virtual, if I get an instructional design course, I can now go into universities and command a much, much higher, higher salary. I think they pay around like usually 30 to about 45k careers advisors in the UK, right? Less if you're in London, less if you're qualified, less if you're But if I was to get an instructional design um, master's, Right. That will then level up my degree to that will then level up my um, earnings to minimum 50, 60, 70 K. And that will not only open me up to higher education, but a wealth of other different industries, too. So this is why it's so important to do it on a sector by sector basis. I, tr I really veer away from giving um, very general advice. I know some people like me to come up here and say, oh, here are the opportunities here. Here are the opportunities here. Mm. And, 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 mm. why I'm, I'm, and why I'm against that is because people will listen to that and be like, oh, that's where the money resides. That's where the opportunities are. <laughs> and then they'll force themselves to fit inside this box that may not even be suited for them. When really there are niche little vocations, niche little um, jobs right now that you're not hearing about that you're not talking about but if it's meant for you you will see it if that if that makes sense yeah so, yeah if if we could just take a step back first of all like, i'll congratulate you on your resilience in mm -hmm. this situation because it takes it takes a certain strength of character to kind of press pause and let go especially on something as big as a master's mm -hmm. and i think we sort of have to um respect that not everybody may handle a situation like this and may feel like oh you know i was doing a master's and someone like me i'm a stickler and i'm a bit of a finisher mm -hmm. and even if i know that i'm gonna have to do another degree or another master's i'll want to finish that or yeah. i'll be so dis yeah. you know you just keep pressing or i'd be so deflated and i wonder yeah. like you know in this in that moment ladies stephanie you know yeah. what do we say to people who are like they're realizing that actually their career aims are mm -hmm. sort of crumbling before their yeah, eyes and, their and eyes. they just yeah they just don't have the strength to even consider or they won't even know to look at like how do i find a niche within my sector when i'm difficult. deciding to change if you've had your head set on one thing yeah. what are the go-tos or what do you how do you need to be thinking i i personally you know i think i i can think outside of the box but that could be quite difficult for some people definitely um so i'm gonna good, use an example of um, one of my clients that i just worked with last week so you can you imagine just this this young girl um she studied traveling tourism you know Traveling tourism degree, she's in her second year, second or third year, if I, my memory gives way. And what she was meant to do was to find her placements. How you find a placement when all the airlines have bust? Mm. All of the airlines like ran out of business. All the placements she'd applied for said no. And then the corona thing, her, her prospects, it just went, for her, it just went poof. So she booked a session with me and it was kind of like, sis, like, what am I... What, what what am I doing? And it, it took a lot of obviously reassuring, but it's so important. So anyone listening to this is that it's time for you to adopt an entrepreneurial mindset. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now that entrepreneurial mindset, I'm not asking you to start running your own online business or to now see yourself as, you know, a business owner, but 
adopting an entrepreneurial mindset will get you out of that very logical lateral approach that um mm. we've we've that a lot of graduates especially in britain are used to okay and i'll say british graduates because i've noticed when speaking to clients from uh, different countries they, they tend to be a lot more flexible a lot of british graduates they yes. tend to be in their head and set in their own place especially black Brit- black brits um so bringing back harking back to the example i said earlier i said to her Okay, so you're focused so much on the market. You're focused so much on the doings and opportunities. Obviously, the statistics are there. It's not looking good. Mm. But I asked her, what does your qualifications give you? Like, what did you learn from your degree? Like, what transferable skills did you learn from degree? And what have you taken from your degree in terms of what you know? And she was like, oh, I know how to, you know, create uh, traveling experiences for a a range of different stakeholders. I know how to do X, Y, Z. So she basically uh, told me everything that her course, her degree has given her from a theory perspective and also a practical perspective. And I said to her, so, okay, could you not run your own, start your own package holidays? I asked her, what background are you from? She was like, oh, she's an Asian girl. I was like, there are so many people now that are creating holiday packages for diaspora people mm-hmm. to go back and uh, uh, experience their culture, you could do it yourself. You could you could have your own little Thomas Cook. And that's the thing. Um, when we are thinking about our careers, because of the pandemic and because of COVID-19 and the impact of that, we need to really take charge of our career. And that means mm-hmm. being proactive in finding and creating our own opportunities. So what I said to her and how I work with my clients is I, I, tried, I, I, I give my clients like a COVID foolproof action plan where it's like, mm-hmm. This is how you could find a job, like get a nine to five. So obviously I told her, applied to be a travel consultant. There's still some roles there. There's still some um, consultancy roles that you can do. There's still so many um, opportunities within travel that are there, but may not just be what you look like. But on the other hand, you could make money from starting your own package service. I gave her really good examples of, I don't know if you know, there's a black woman called Tanaka Travels. She basically takes Mm. like women and, you know, pay her money to like have these uh, trips with her, you know, and that's someone that doesn't even have a travel and tourism degree. I told her about Hannah Ajala, Mm -hmm. who is a West African woman that basically takes West um, Africans from the diaspora, takes them to different countries around Africa and around the African coast. So I said, these are people who are doing things within your industry and don't even have your qualifications so Mm. it's really important um to answer your question to really to really first of all you need to let go of any preconceived notions that you have around your career and industry secondly you need to adopt uh an open-minded entrepreneurial mindset around finding opportunities and thirdly you need to be seriously seriously proactive Mm. um so those those are kind of my points i don't know if you guys agree like in with regards to the proactivity because i'm just thinking okay i'm trying to put my shoes myself in the shoes of this young person and listening to you i'm like yeah 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 that's it that's it but i know Mm -hmm. full well that if i was sitting in front of you and you're telling me adapt an entrepreneurial mindset and why can't you run your own company immediately i'm like huh like Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean and defo imposter syndrome and all sorts of other kind of fears and anxieties will kind of come to the forefront so what kind of advice would you give Mm -hmm. people in terms of like dealing with and and managing those very probably like human reactions to something could literally take changing your mindset 180 degrees 
So basically, I always say that it, it with me, it doesn't have to be a full 180. So for example, 90, I would say 90% of people don't even know how to effectively look for jobs in the first place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I would agree. Because because that's 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 the issue. Um how people apply for jobs, I I speak to probably about 10-15 clients a week and different backgrounds, different uh degrees, some will have first, some will have two twos, some will be corporate, some will be creative. And one thing that I've found across all is this is how people apply for jobs in this country. They go online Go on LinkedIn, apply. Mm, God, go I on, hate it. Go on Indeed. What 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 jobs are there? Apply. Mm, and then, indeed. oh, nobody's replied to my CV. Honestly. Nobody's I'm, getting back to me. I applied oh, 300 jobs oh, this week. Oh, I've, I've applied for 200 <laughs> jobs this week. Okay. But what I say to my clients is, okay, I say, I say to my clients, where do you want to... So, so, so I'll, use, I'll use the travel girl, okay? Mm-hmm. I said to her, do you know that despite airlines and the Thomas Cooks and them folding, do you know how many travel tech companies have literally risen up out of the ground? Like, do you know what these travel tech companies are? You know, like the Skyscanner and mm-hmm. the, the, uh, the adjacent mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, are, if you Google, if you Google, if any of you were to Google now, travel tech companies, UK, there'll be at least 100 come up, mm-hmm. right? I said to her, do you even know who these companies are do you even know what they do do you know what's out there or are you just applying for jobs online and now that uh, the graduate typical graduate labor market for your degree has fallen through you now think you don't have prospects that's not true i said to her take create an excel sheet yeah research all the all the travel tech companies in the uk and hit every single one of them up all it takes is one person mm. to get back to you. Mm-hmm. Because from mm. a very young age, I've been very proactive in finding my own opportunities. Mm-hmm. When I, the internship that I got at university, it wasn't advertised. I created an internship for myself. So, mm. and I understand that not everybody is like this, but you've got to be like this, other, mm. otherwise what? Yeah. So yeah. I don't accept that because you ain't got no choice. If you're in that position, mm-hmm. you just need to step up to the plate because what, what, what happens is people um are first of all not looking for jobs effectively because when you're not looking for jobs effectively it then means you then think that oh my god my my prospects are limited Mm. when you haven't really been making the best um use of your time and not really been looking deeply into the prospects there i said to her create a list of a hundred travel tech companies hit every single one of them up don't just say hi my name is i finished a travel and tourism degree i'm looking for work experience if you hit up a hundred of these travel tech companies you remember with startup companies they're a lot smaller um that people are more likely to get back to you they don't tend mm-hmm. to have like a bloated hr system mm-hmm. it's basically the equivalent of digitally knocking on doors right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you do this all it takes is for one person to get back to you another example um it, the legal industry, the legal sector has been hit right now for, for entry-level graduates, right? For students, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Um, due to, um, even before the pandemic hit, it was really hard to find paralegal roles, wasn't it? It was really hard for people to find like entry-level um, um, uh, legal roles, especially for those who, who weren't qualified, who hadn't finished the LPC, blah, 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 blah. So what do I say to those clients? I said, where do you live? Where are you from? She was like, oh, I'm from Birmingham. I said, okay, um, where are you applying for these internships or these 
legal jobs. I think it was at a point where I've had clients where they just wanted anything at that point. Um, she was like, yeah, I've been looking on Indeed. I've been looking on um, law specialist websites. I've been looking on... So with her, she'd done a little better. She wasn't just going to the general... She wasn't just looking for jobs on the general websites. She was actually looking for jobs like, you know, the law week, all of that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So she, mm-hmm. so she was looking for jobs where they were being advertised, which was good. But I still said to her, like, you're not cracking open the local opportunities. Google law firms, Birmingham, there's going to be at least 100 to come up. I don't want to hear from you if you haven't hit, hit up 100 of them. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. So there's there's things that people need to be doing before they need before they give up hope because when you're doing things like that then what i say will not sound radical to you anymore if, mm. if that makes sense because mm. you cause, i think because you would have taken your career in your hands when you don't when you're not used to being proactive with your career when you've never had to then yeah. it's gonna feel like a shock mm-hmm. so for example um before the pandemic hit right everybody was used to when the jobs were flowing the internships were flowing the grads mm-hmm. were flowing when life was sweet life was sweet life was sweet so, mm-hmm. it, so british british graduates have been used to this thing of hmm me i go to uni mm. i get my two one mm. i apply for my internships and then i get my grad scheme mm-hmm. and then boom that's all gone. That's all done. That's finished. That's over. That's 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 really to the point where people who have done that are now having their internships taken away from them and they're crying mm-hmm. on the phone to me. Mm. Yep. Mm. I love the fact that you've highlighted that, you know, I think it's something that's actually cropped up quite a few times in some of our episodes before where we've tried to encourage people to take a more radical approach to job searching and just like, um, yeah, not tap in, apply and all those kind of things like sit down, make yourself a portfolio. You don't have to be a creative person, but pull together mm-hmm. all the things that you've done and show your achievements. Like, to speak of my own case, not even related to any of the sectors mm-hmm. that you've spoken about. Like literally one of the key reasons why I got the current role that I, I did, um, my mm-hmm. manager said to me was they loved my portfolio. Am I doing mm-hmm. anything that is in my portfolio? Not really. But they just loved the fact <laughs> that in a, addition to my application they'd see my portfolio seen all of the the creative stuff that i'd done i probably use about you know, 10 percent of the stuff that is in that p- portfolio i use in mm-hmm. this role currently but it was a thing that just pushed me past the line in front of somebody else and that's mm-hmm. really inspired me in terms of like when I, it comes to my next opportunity like you have to go hard and you have to like just sit down and reconsider how you're approaching things because as mm-hmm. you said it does get very demoralizing if you're consistently mm-hmm. doing the wrong approach you're not getting any callbacks not getting anything then you do start to think oh it's me and my capabilities yes. aren't enough it, it's not about that it's just how you're packaging it and how you're marketing it and I really really love the fact that you've emphasized that in so many different like examples and analogies today Mm -hmm. like how we just really need to get ourselves out of that little box and the thing is that box is something that we're trained to be in from the moment we enter secondary school even university that they're literally like if you just do xyz then you will get abc but for me I feel like that's something that hasn't been working for a while because I mean I graduated at the peak of the last recession so that was like 2000 nine brought mm-hmm. the jobs weren't there 
They were not yeah. there. I was temping for like six years. I didn't get a permanent role until 2015. The mm. economy went bust or whatever in 2008, mm. 2009. I had to hustle so much during that time. Mm-hmm. So I really empathise with the people going through this situation. And I want to encourage them that it you, you're not alone. Other people have been through it t- too, but you really just have to reprogram your mind and, and take good advice, such as the advice that you've given uh, um, everyone today, Stephanie. And just like, instead of just being in a haste and anxiety to just fill forms yeah. out and just take time, maybe spend, you know, yeah. a week sitting down and really auditing with a fine tooth comb all the things that make you who you are in a professional sense and that yes and and all the things all the highlights and the achievements and the things that you've done and one more thing I think for me one of the things that I've started doing now that as I'm in the role any achievement I'm doing I'm writing it down immediately because you know when receipts honey because you know when you're in a role (laughs) you get comfortable it's been a year or two and then when it comes time to do your CV again you're like oh what did I do again Mm -hmm. so now as I go along when I'm doing something that I'm like this is a big achievement I write it down immediately so when the time comes for me to do my CV in I don't know a year two years six months however long it is I have it yeah exactly just to refer to yeah I think, definitely i think the other thing that kind of stood out for me in this conversation which is isn't is not quite the topic but from what we've said is about staying motivated and different ways to stay motivated and like you know while some people kind of shudder or freeze at the thought of starting up their own businesses there's so many other ways that you can sort of practice your skill and share the joy of the work you do so for example you know i've seen so many teachers show up on social media you know creating virtual learning yeah virtual learning mm-hmm. creating you creating images of how to work out this equation or little video clips or cartoons and, and- it's a whole new yeah. skill base and and actually potentially it's something that you won't necessarily get to do in your job but you get to mm-hmm. practice what you know in a way that wouldn't ordinarily occur and at the same time you're potentially also raising your profile because there'll be someone out there who is seeing your work whether it is a potential consumer as in like another student or another employer in the with the example of students so i think the other thing is whilst you're in the gap just kind of reiterate and repeat and whilst you're in the gap of sifting through the labor market still trying to find different ways to enjoy and build on mm-hmm. you know what you've worked so hard mm. for so just to like kind of now we're going towards the end of the conversation i just wanted to add everything that you said stephanie i literally say that to all my clients because i feel like for me personally it's really laziness and the fear yes. of the unknown the fear of the unknown because they're like oh but i've never known to do it this way so i'm just going to continue or my dad said my auntie said my sister said that's but why that's so bad as well is okay so i don't know about anyone else but i would rather spend five hours doing applications that i know i'm gonna get than to be scatter 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 a scatter gun approach Mm -hmm. people are doing the same thing getting the same results, getting more and more depressed, getting more and more demoralised, and that is still not enough to push them. If anything, they're saying, okay, just one thing has to bang. No, (laughs) it's about taking the time out, stepping back and giving giving yourself a plan. Say, okay, doing a skills audit, doing a skills analysis, right? Looking at the gaps in your skill set, 
looking at what you want because I feel like every time these conversations happen they don't know what they want (laughs) (laughs) or or they feel like it's not about it's not about what they want which is why when I first answered your question I was very hesitant saying oh this I have 150 job titles I can say that are in demand at the moment it's my job to keep up to date with that information but I'm not gonna just start spitting them because it's like what may be what 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 may be for me may not be for someone i feel Mm. like it's not how do i say this Mm. with being tactful maybe this is the time to reinvent yourself and go after what you want in your heart because right now Mm -hmm. it's like everybody's just wanting to get a job just wanting to get something Mm -hmm. but really if you take the time out to really sit with yourself and say God damn, this world is just finished. Okay, <laughs> let me let me just let me just at least get a job that I would actually like. I can say software mm-hmm, engineering. Mm-hmm. You get you you do coding and and you're and and you're killing yourself coding rubbish. Do you understand? Yeah. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, to as opposed to saying, okay, these are my skills. This is my this is what I want to do. These are my strengths. And I'm gonna I'm gonna find a find a job that encapsulates all of them. So basically, I work with clients um, with special needs, okay? Um, and I work with clients who have ADHD. So attention deficit um, hyperactivity disorder for those listening. Now, yeah. because of those because those clients, right? They're very different to neurotypical people in the sense that if they are not in a job that they do not like and enjoy. I'm sorry, like, mm. the chance of them then being fired, it, like, maybe, like, like triples. Mm. So, yeah. I, it, it's so important for those type of clients, for example, to really get a job that they enjoy and they like um, over anything else. So, mm. I, I always say that, like, ideally, you want a job that you're, a role that you're good at, right? So, one that plays to your nat- natural strengths. In an industry or an area that you're generally passionate or enthusiastic enthused by, and in a role that utilizes your skills, be it technical mm. or soft skills, that's if you get three, that's the sweet spot. That's mm-hmm. the trifecta. Yep. Okay. Mm. Now, this is what this is this is what I push for for my clients to hit the trifecta, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like I don't think that you should just take anything that comes to you because it's there. No, because remember, you're not finding a job. I don't get my clients' jobs. I build my clients' careers. Okay, so it's about it's about it's about hitting lifelong, honey. So Mm -hmm. if you get all three out of three, then it means that you're in a job that 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 utilizes your skills. So what does that do when 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 a role is utilizing your skills? It boosts your confidence, doesn't it? It gases you. Yeah, yeah, this is me. This is my bag, right? You're and happy to in, go to work. Exactly. And if it's in an industry you're generally passionate about, that means that the career development, the personal development, it won't feel like chores to you. You're going to be on those articles. You're going to be on that, okay? That's going to keep you there. And then a role that plays to your natural strengths means you're less likely to get fired because you're using your natural abilities. You see what I mean? So those are mm-hmm. the type of careers and jobs I find for my ADHD clients. But I can transfer it over to you guys now. Like, maybe this is a time... Mm-hmm for you to sit down with yourself and make sure that you're not just rushing into anything, that you're not just jumping into what's there. See if you can find a role, a career, whatever it looks like for you, because I don't like to use those things interchangeably because it will depend on, Mm. you know, what stage and what level you're at. But just just for the purpose 
of this this, this podcast, you just need to, to, to think like, okay, how can I at least get two out of three, mm. right? And then that has to come from doing analysis. I've done webinars with people. I've done online. I did a lot of them, um, especially in the beginning of the pandemic when I had energy. I did a lot of... Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, it's real. if you see my webcam on, you, it's a good day. Um, you know them way. <laughs> at, at the beginning of the um, at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, I was doing a lot of like break into tech, break into like different industries to kind of give you yeah. exposure into different sectors. And I would do activities with people, and I'll say, "What are your skills? What are your strengths? Do you know that majority of people could not say any, could not say it, could not tell me? Yeah. What, they're like, "This is hard. This mm. is hard. Oh, yeah. okay." So if you don't know your skills and your experience and your strengths, how are you even selling that on paper? So what is your applications even looking like? Yay, it looks a mess. Then. You look yeah. at it when they show well, you, it looks a mess, and you're like, you, how did you think you was going to get the job? How are you... How are you, how <laughs> you going to sell a skill you, you haven't identified in yourself? How are you going to yeah. sell strengths Jeez. that you don't, yeah. you've not fully immersed as part of your story? Yeah. Do you understand? So... This pod- I know that this episode is about labor market information, but I'm sorry, but a lot of people are not even there yet. I'm sorry. Yeah. Not, wow. Most people are not even there yet. This that this conversation for many people is going to be even too advanced because they haven't really done. Sorry, if you know me, I'm a very blunt. I'm very blunt with my clients as well. Keep it blunt, so like Keep it blunt. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we like: the bluntness. My- my clients love me, but they don't necessarily like me. Do you know mm. what I mean? Mm. So it's, 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 you've got to, you've really got to sit down with yourself and say, okay, what am I doing? So I'll use myself as an example. Okay. So I, um, when I was working at, um, I used to work in corporate, right? I used to work like at the mm. IT companies, like my, the, the, the IBMs of the world and all that. And what drove me to that sector? Oh, you know, the 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 you know the flash the the amex cards the yep. expense meals bougie bad bitch ratatatata <laughs> that was that was that was the lifestyle right like I got those grad skin because it was like I've arrived yes like I've really arrived say something do you know what I mean but I was miserable Jesus Christ yeah. like it wasn't for yeah. me it wasn't I was it wasn't for me at all. I like I was really suppressing that creative side of me to appeal to But Stephanie, else. you see that takes that takes some, you know, like oh it takes a while for somebody to get that way. Someone will still be, you know, feel feeling a way about themselves and feeling like, Oh my god, I don't really like it, but they'll still want that lifestyle and they'll still be telling everybody, Oh, I work for IBM, I work for X, I work for yeah. this because that's what that's what, that's that, what they value. Yeah, that's what they value. And sometimes it's not even just them, it's their, the environment around them. That's what they've encouraged. Oh, you must be at this. You must, yes, yeah, status. You must be at this type of place. You must be here. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's like, where are you? If you tell them you're at a start, if you tell your parents you're at a startup, if you tell your parents you're here, they'll be looking at you like, where? Who? Who? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They'll be looking at you. Do you know what? It's so funny because I feel like within this conversation, the refrain that just keeps coming into my head is know thyself. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like literally, before you even start, you know, on this journey of mm-hmm. thinking about, hmm, you know, well, I might need to change career paths, know thyself. And yeah. that's like the message that's coming in loud and Yeah, but also the, the opposite of it is you might need to forget everything you think you know about yourself and also. Yeah, as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Know thyself and know other things. I don't know. <laughs> be, be adventurous. Yeah, no, it's true. 
there's such a oh, big gulf. There's there's such a big gulf between what we want to do and what we're meant to do and what what mm. we're supposed to do and what we're actually good at. Girl, you're preaching. So, <laughs> Natalie, ab- hello. She's oh, there. I don't have nothing to add. Miss Rock, she's just soaking it up. Natalie, you're quiet for once. Whoa. <laughs> I was looking forward to hearing from you today, Natalie. <laughs> Well, I, don't, I don't have anything to say because I just feel like the most important advice that's been given is that you actually have to think about what you're doing I think sometimes when people are looking for jobs there's like a little mm-hmm. bit of a desperation because there's a whole shame yeah. that is shrouded in unemployment and then also shrouded mm-hmm. in making applications for jobs you know and not getting them and so mm-hmm. obviously like everything we're hearing now is just about how you kind of need to take that take control of that situation and don't just aim like in, like aimlessly apply for different jobs because you're just going to stack up rejections that's going to in turn damage your confidence and exactly. it's just going to be like a downward spiral exactly because that's the thing when you it's so important to hit pause sometimes mm. like mm. completely just hit pause because what's happening is when you keep making those applications and you, you kind of just get into the mode don't you like just getting into the mode, getting into the mode. But when you do that, it can actually affect you even more. By the time yeah. you've actually reached the interview stage of your d- dream job, your confidence has been beaten out of you. Mm. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. Because there's also that as well. So it's good to just sit with yourself first. And to tie this back in with obviously the topic and labour market information, you need to know what you want to do in order to research what you want to what, what you want to do do you understand like yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, because yeah, there's yeah. so much labor market information nobody's a wizard that's going to say oh this is the job that will get you hired oh this is the career you can do because everybody's different some of us some people here listen will be creatives some of us here will be corporate some of us here will be cleaners some of us here will be administrative assistants some of us here will be students studying uh, graphic design so there's no sector i will give that's going to apply to every one i feel Mm. like this is the year for you to reinvent yourself what do you want let the question be what do you want and when you know what you want when you want to be then that will um guide you to find the information that is more relevant so when i did my analysis so obviously i I use my story of you know like i was applying for careers advisor jobs and then Mm. pandemic hit all my internships sorry all the interviews that it was gone and it was poof okay that did upset me. Like that did um, affect my. Affect I've been me. there, boy. But I've been there. It didn't. Yeah, but I, I, obviously it wasn't personal. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just the mm-hmm. system. It's just what's happening. Yeah. So it's so important not to internalize those things, and also it's so important not to internalize the rejections because life is yeah. that people have more experience than you. Be people were born here before you, so obviously yeah, they have more experience than you. It is what it is, yeah. right? But it's so important for you to go back within yourself and brand yourself, specialize yourself. So for those of you who are copywriters on the timeline, or you're really you're really good at writing, you're really good at writing jobs, mm-hmm. and then you're looking at jobs, and it's like all the freelancer jobs has like 500 applications to it. And it's like, well, what do I do? I don't even have that much of a bigger portfolio. You have to create, become a specialist in something. Be, 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 be a reason why someone is going to hire you. So everybody can write articles, but not everybody's an SEO writer. Not everybody's a bid writer. Mm -hmm. Not everybody's a CV writer. Not everybody's a sponsorship grant writer. Do you see what I mean? So it's about Mm. understanding like, creating a brand in yourself firstly 
And the way for you to brand yourself is to obviously understand what you bring to the table and then what you can do is then upskill on that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So for example, um, yeah. with my, if I was to use myself as an example, let's say I didn't have cover my CV, okay? Because mm. I've been lucky enough to, I've created businesses that will cushion me because relying on the white man to feed me, I don't know. My, you can't rely on him. No, sir. So, but for those who aren't, obviously, most people won't be business owners. And it's, it's a lot to ask people to just be something that, you know, that's so new to them. But I would say that it, if I wasn't a, um, a business owner, if as a careers advisor, I would, I would transition to jobs in my industry to see how I can adapt to pivot to the jobs that are needed in my field. So... There's going to be some of you here now that are, for example, you've worked in like, like in, in professional services, either like an account manager, client exec. Do you know what I mean? Like kind of the standard, yeah, like corporate jobs. Do you know what I mean? So you're not like a business analyst or you're not a specialist or anything, but you're not an admin. So, you know, you have people that are just in the middle right there. Um, you need to say to yourself, okay, what can I upskill in? What can I um, um, level my knowledge up in so that I can get a job that in the next 10, 15, 20 years, nobody's going to fire me with, or, or come chat to me about redundancy, okay? If I was still at, let's say if I was still at, 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 at IBM, let's say if I stopped with the corporate stuff, right? What I would be doing right now is, Jesus Christ, like, I would get, make sure I get a master's or professional qualifications, either in project management or like data analysts. I feel like the biggest problem with black graduates, right, is those that did like um, courses. This isn't to mock it because I did the same. Hold on, women. <laughs> People that did stuff like psychology, humanities, social sciences, oh, oh my God, please. tend to be the biggest casualties. Mm-hmm. Do you know why? Yep. This isn't because. Oh, it's the, the truth. This isn't it's it's the real no, truth. It's, true. it's so important. Mm. People studied social science, politics, sociology, um, humanities, history, and like um, other stuff like that, right? They're the people that are more likely to fall victim this this pandemic. Do you know why? Because you guys do not have an industry. You guys are not specialists in anything. Generic, yeah. You go from job to job to job, moving horizontally, but you don't move vertically. You need to ally yourself. You need to tie yourself to an industry. Mm. You need to have a title. That doesn't mean that that's the only thing you do. But I need to, people need to look at your CV and say, this is what I, I this is what i can hire this person for the reason why that's important because before when there wasn't covid when there was pandemic and the money was good and businesses had money and stuff they were they were taken in generalists mm-hmm. you know to mm-hmm. find their feet mm-hmm. they were taken in all sorts of people but now it's like we need this person to do this mm-hmm. we need this person to do this we need this person to do this if your cv is general it's like what do we need you for what what, what use do we have here because we don't have the money to be hiring 100 people like we did last year. We can only hire 15 people. So you need to make sure that I can look at your CV and I know who you are, what you can do, what you can bring, and and, and what you can deliver for an organization. So if you're somebody that you did social sciences, you did humanities, danger, danger, 
danger. You need to make sure that you <laughs> this I'm, year. I'm laughing because I relate to that so much as someone who studied what was it English and African studies. Did I know what I wanted to do when I left university? No, <laughs> I didn't have a clue. Mate. It's something that I just had to work out over years. But um, yes, it, this has been so good, and like literally, we could continue talking to you forever because you're just providing such valuable advice. And imagine people are getting this for free. You know, I can't even. Well, I'm gonna say this is this is a good opportunity for Stephanie to yeah. shout her plug. Where yeah, can our listeners find you? Right now. If you sound like someone who, boy, if I was looking for a job and I listened to this episode, now, I would you be up like, tonight. Yeah, I need to be Stephanie's client. <laughs> so, Stephanie, where can listeners find you? Yeah, um, if you guys info at covermycv.com and my website is covermycv.com. Um, I'm gonna give yes. anyone that's listening 15% off with the discount. Hey! Yay! Yay! I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah hit me oh, up. I'm getting wonderful. I'm getting black women hired in pandemic, guys. Yes. Like, look at my Yes! <laughs> This is this is this is what I do for a living and you know I'm very passionate about I don't believe that because mm. we're in a pandemic that you should just do it do what you want like do what you're passionate yeah. about like I feel like this is the time for you to literally because the world is finished isn't it so it's like let me just <laughs> it's uh, true. do what this I want to do like, let me just do what I'm passionate about let me just do what mm. I want and go Take really go for it you can't make decisions from from lack you can't make decisions yes, from desperation you yes, can't make yes, decisions yes. from 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 that it's just it's just not a good energy to work from a very spiritual person so i just feel like this world is literally kind of it can be what you make it now because you can brand yourself a certain way you can upskill now there's so many courses and stuff like that so yeah the mm-hmm. the details is info at covermycv.com covermycv.com and you know hit me up i'm also on twitter as well at Floatic, if you just want to shoot me a DM or just at me. We'll at you, don't worry. Oh, thank what you so much, Stephanie. Thank you so much, man. Literally. Such a like, pleasure. I just, yeah, such a pleasure to have you with us today. Um, We're just, like, taking everything you said and just it's cemented in our brains This now. was like, a lot of energy for the first episode. Oh, um, I'm so um, happy. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> literally. Um, so, obviously, just to plug our socials again... So it's at BWW Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And um, our hashtag is hashtag BWW Podcast UK. So you can get us there. And if you want to email us, if you're not on social media, you just feel like I want to write, I want to write the girls a long email, please email us at blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com. And um, we'll speak to you there. So I think that's it for today. I'm sad that we have to end it here. But um, we'll, we'll go again with our next topic with the next episode. So, um, yeah, until next time, guys. See you later. See you. We didn't really introduce bye. ourselves, by the way, but it's all right. I hope you guys Everyone know knows us. who we are now. Bye, they now. should know who we are. <laughs> You're on season <laughs> four, boy. Seasons. There's four seasons deep. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> right, but next yes, time, next, next time. time. All right, ladies. <laughs> all right, see you later, guys. Bye. Bye. bye.